the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. It's the uh, day one, the pandemic uh, edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Who would have thought? It was ramp up before now. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a preparatory preamble type of thing Uh before today. Right. And today, we're in in full-blown pandemic mode. Soon, we'll be doing the show with the the sort of masks and the whole body thing. I'll be honest with you. Radio is not made for social distance. <sighs> not this radio no, show. No. It'd be different if it was just, you know, one person in the studio. Right. What do you think? How far away are we? Not far enough. No, we're not. We can no, touch. I don't think so. Stop <laughs> Mike's it. Mike's far enough. Now, Mike is living the dream. Mike, he is. Can you pull up the mic cam? Show mm-hmm. Mike. There we go. Mike, is anyone in that room with you? Not a soul. Is, not the, is the door closed? The door is closed, and I have Clorox everything in <laughs> here. Nobody's allowed in the studio. We're coming in. Nobody. We are no, breaking that both glass. Both of us. You're standing are, there. We are vaulting through the glass. I'm going to throw see. a chair through there at one point and just climb through. Only because he's so angry. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's what it is. Okay, speaking of angry, uh, boy, boy. There's so many stories that are being told right now, so many tendrils of this yeah. uh, the governor uh, even as we speak right now the president is having another press conference where he's laying out more of a vision uh, hopefully uh, laying out some idea of what we can expect because no one can uh, know what to expect really but the governor of the state of pennsylvania has essentially said we're done we're just going to so, lock it up right. and walk away so all non-essential activities businesses should Stop. That's right. Restaurants and bars in Allegheny County, uh, other counties are going to shut down. Also, uh, what else? A, a ton of stuff is going to shut down. Well, I would assume stores, you know, clothing stores, stores at the mall, yep. furniture, any sort of goods that aren't grocery are going to be one of those things. But big box stores apparently will be open. So essential businesses include grocery stores, banks, gas stations, big box stores, daycares, pharmacies, hardware stores, or stores that sell a range of consumer goods. Target. Oh, okay. Right? Sure. Everything else, shut her down. Kath, mm-hmm. your hair. <gasps> I got a, an emergency missive from the woman who does my hair right mm-hmm. before the show. I have an appointment Wednesday. She said, we're closing tomorrow. What do you want to do? <laughs> of course. What do you want to do? I'm coming in. I said, holy smokes. I mean, are you, are you doing a 24-hour stint or what? Yeah. Can I come in at 3, 10 a.m.? We're going to meet tomorrow. Very nice. That's a good hairdresser. My barber called and said, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Nothing. Uh, you know, what you can, can go. we really do? You can go. I mean, you got the, the comb over. What, what else do you need? The relationship between a woman and the person who does her hair is extremely tight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so, so if you wonder where I'm going to be tomorrow at 1110, oh, okay. I'm going to be uh, getting my hair done, people. Is the relationship tighter uh, than, like, say, a therapist? 
Because in many ways, you're yeah, it's your kind of similar, right? It's kind of similar. Well, yes. you know, here's the deal, Mike. Do a little close up there, okay? Mm-hmm. She looks like a million bucks. Oh, you're she so nice. She looks like a million bucks. Well, tomorrow I'll look like a million and one. Oh, okay. And that will last you un- until July. Good six weeks. Well, I'd... what do you mean July? Well, the president's saying this may go on uh, at least until July, maybe August. Stop it. He, the president just He's said that. He's not saying July or August. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Heck, at that point, everything's going to be a mess. You'll be wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll be wearing a wig. I thought about it. <laughs> We're gonna, Can you imagine? We're going to be starting a, a segment this week on uh, how to survive the coronavirus with your family. We're looking forward to that. It's going to be at 510 uh, each day of the week starting tomorrow. And we're going to kind of get a feeling for mm-hmm. the kinds of stuff that we can do, the kind of games, the kind of stuff we can watch, yeah. books we can read. Places that you can but separate. You have to have oh. some sort of plan or this is going to make you a little nutty. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, the good news for us is our kids are essentially grown, right? So they're yeah. they're more like adults. If you have a toddler or even little little People, kids, yeah. my oh, heart Mike. is going out to you. My heart is too because you get your hands full. So Mike sure has do. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. We were talking today. We had an emergency uh, t- teleconference this morning, as I'm sure a lot of people did, trying to figure out what these new regulations would mean for us right. here at the station. So Mike was at his house. Mm-hmm. I was at my house. You were at your house. Yep. Our boss was here at the station. Very comfortable. Sadly, Mike had us on speakerphone, and we heard an intimate family moment. Yeah. Right. Mike, is your kid three, Dr. J? He's three. He's three. Yeah. Now, in the background, mm-hmm. I heard somebody yelling about your head in a toilet. Yeah, yeah. Or don't. Why are you that close to the toilet? Or something like that. Get your like head that. away from the toilet. I seriously, yeah. I, I mean yeah. this. I thought Mike's wife was talking to him. <laughs> I did too. I felt you bad. You did as well. I was no. I was embarrassed for Mike. I thought this Not is a guy who comes in and runs like a, a big radio show. He's got his head <laughs> next to the toilet, and we've got a virus, a pandemic going and, on. And no, seriously. And she seemed condescending as she, she was saying it. Which I would have imagined might be a tone if your head is by the toilet and you're a grown man. Well, just saying. That was so unexpected mm. in in our business conference yeah. call this yeah, morning. Yeah, it is. In my defense, it was obviously my toddler son. Oh, obviously. And uh, there's he, nothing obvious sadly, about that. Sadly, it wasn't he was, obvious. He was throwing a temper tantrum and uh, he threw his face on the floor, which was next to the toilet. Mm. He, unfortunately, he was in the toilet. We were trying to get him to brush his teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, wonder it, who he learned that behavior from. And, yeah, exactly. for, yeah. And my wife decided to say my name instead of Jonathan's name. Uh-huh. So, oh, so she's in on the on yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like her oh, fault. Yeah. Right. She meanwhile, threw me under the bus. The wife. Meanwhile, she's just trying to maintain some order at home. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Coming up on today's show, we're going to go to the phones at around five thirty. Oh, we want to hear from we're you. We're curious to hear what happened at your churches yesterday. Was mm-hmm. your church closed? Um, if it was open, what was it like? If it was closed, did you have a streaming thing? Did you visit another church virtually? What was that like? So we or did wanna, you, yeah, just stay at yeah. home. And just say I'm, I'm going to sleep in. So we're looking for good conversation and open phones at five thirty. Uh, also, Cy Gart with us at 510 today. I assumed science had all the answers. Then I started asking inconvenient questions. He was raised as a leftist radical until things changed in his life when he became an adult. What a fascinating story. Great We're looking story. forward to that. Really it is. Okay, we it? I mean, we have a lot more ahead. We're going to go to the White House next. Just reach over here and press that button. <laughs> i got to get away from the toilet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird things happen during the commercial break. With the cameras, you do not want to see. We're going to the White House next. Greg Clugston on the Monday edition of The Ride Home.
101.5 WORD. Hope during trials. That's what we're studying this week as Dr. J. Vernon McGee begins our study of 1 Peter with an important introduction to the book and the man who wrote it. Throughout history, some have called Peter an ignorant fisherman, but we'll discover just how wrong they are as we dig into some of the most significant doctrines in our faith as we study his writings. This is Steve Schwetz inviting you to come along as we make our way through the Bible. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. At Quicken Loans, our 17,000 team members know that home is so much more than a house. That's because our clients tell us all the time. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help you save money on your mortgage with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. That's right, 3.99%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped, and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And NLS number 3030. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare... You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-970-8855. 800-970-8855. 800-970-8855. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of liquor chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with Omega-6, Omega-3, Vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Strange times indeed. We go to the White House right now with Greg Cluxton. Greg joins us every Monday. He's always the first guest of the week. Greg is the SRN News, Salem Radio Network, White House correspondent. Greg, friend, uh, how are you today? You okay? Yeah, John, Kathy, it's, uh, I'm doing well, and it's good to be here. Uh, given the circumstances, of course, they're very serious. And uh, the president, by the way, is uh, just now concluding uh, what's been an hour-long press briefing. So we do have some new information to share with you and your listeners. Oh, fabulous. Please, uh, yeah, tell us about yeah, that, what happened. Greg. So there are some brand-new guidelines. These are not orders. This is not a lockdown or a quarantine nationwide, but these are brand-new CDC guidelines the president announced urging all older Americans to stay home for the next 15 days, everyone in the country, all Americans, to avoid crowds of 10 people. So we've gone from larger numbers down to 50 over the weekend to now down to crowds of 10 people. 
Uh, so the idea of social distancing and separating uh, is is really being emphasized by the by the White House and by the by the nation's health experts because they really believe that over the next two weeks this is really a critical juncture in terms of of slowing down uh, what is obviously a very contagious uh, virus and so that's why they are recommending these uh, and they acknowledge it's going to be stricter and tougher and will cause some hardship and obviously they don't want anyone going out and uh, eating in restaurants. Uh, and, and coffee shops and that kind of thing, although the, the federal government is not ordering states that those uh, establishments be closed down, at least not yet. I see. So here in the state of Pennsylvania, our governor has essentially said only, only essential services, which include uh, gas stations, grocery stores, the big box stores, some hardware stores, but everything else, uh, Greg, we're going to shut down. Yeah, and to be honest, you, you are going to see some differences from state to state because you've got governors um, that may have some different guidelines in other states than what you're hearing there in Pennsylvania. So uh, unless there are any sort of national announcements uh, on, on a lockdown, there will be some uh, variety or, 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 or differences from state to state, although these guidelines, and they are recommendations from the CDC and from the White House, they do apply to the, to the country in terms of really recommending what kind of uh, dramatic behavior needs to happen for us to, as a country, really uh, combat the spread of the virus. So the president says, quote, with several weeks of focused action, I'm reading from Fox News here, we can turn the corner and turn it quickly. Our government is prepared to do whatever it takes. So it seems like the president is getting the medical advice and the advice from scientific professionals that in 15 days, if we can self-quarantine as much as possible, we can slow something that appears to be accelerating. Yeah, so two things on that, Kathy. Uh, one is that's exactly right. He said, and, and, and he was backed up by the experts, that over the next two weeks, they, they really do see this as, as a key time. And we're even calling on millennials who are the most active uh, to be out and about, that even though they're younger uh, and they may be asymptomatic, they could still be carriers of the virus. And that it's really, it's really important for everybody of all ages to, to follow these guidelines. Secondly, on the timeline, and this was notable, the president was asked if, if he's getting any advice or, or any information about how long the country could be facing um, this virus at, at, a, at a high level. Uh, and he said it could, it could last to July or August. Oh now, he, he, he wasn't saying these guidelines would be in effect for that long, although I don't think anybody really knows right now. But he thinks that uh, we could start – he basically said that life in America is probably not going to return to normal until the middle of the summer or the, or the end of the summer. Uh, so he was putting that out there, which is, is really a, a far cry from where we were just you know a few days, a few weeks ago in terms of a, a much rosier outlook – uh, being expressed by the administration, but obviously with these daily briefings, with uh, round-the-clock meetings by administration officials and and the top uh, scientists and health experts in the country, um, and we're seeing obviously what what's happening in other countries. We're we're, for example, maybe 10, 11, 12 days behind the patterns that are emerging from Italy and other parts of Europe, 
And so we're trying to, as a country now, with these recommendations, really trying to, what they are saying, flatten the curve mm-hmm. of the spike of these cases. I see. So this pandemic has really upended life in America as we know it. Greg, uh, talk about your interaction, because I would imagine uh, walking into the White House, you've got to be somehow made sure that you're not carrying the virus. Is, or, is any testing going on at the front gate? Yes, brand new testing uh, that went into effect today for everybody entering the gate of the White House, whether you are a staff member of the administration or whether you're a member of the press corps. All of us had to have our temperatures checked at the gate, and so we had to have a reading under 99.6 Fahrenheit in order to uh, to gain access to the White House facility, and that's going to be the case moving forward. And then there are further steps uh, that the White House press corps is taking um, as, a, as a White House Correspondents Association, like the reporters themselves are taking a further step separate from the White House action. And uh, we, are, um, uh, we are eliminating basically reporters from sitting in half of the briefing room seats. Um, it's an effort to do social distancing. It's maybe not quite good enough. It may not be exactly six feet away from the next person, but we are reducing by at least half, if not more, the number of people that are attending the briefings where the president, where the vice president, where the health officials are briefing us and briefing the American people. And, uh, for example, um, uh, Salem Radio Network has a regular seat in the briefing room, but there is a brand-new temporary seating chart that only has half as many organizations represented. We are not uh, going to have a seat on a daily basis, although on a rotating basis we are a member of the radio pool, and so once every uh, couple of weeks we we have a designated seat, and uh, and I'll be sitting in that seat. So there are various measures that are being taken. And by the way, reporters who had their uh, temperatures checked at the gate to get on the grounds here at the White House if they had a seat in the briefing room today, for example, they got their temperature checked right before the briefing, so they had it twice. So a lot of a lot of measures taking place here. Okay. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, um, today's comments from the president seem like a change in tone. A week ago, uh, the president seemed optimistic, uh, scorning a, a tendency to overreaction in the general public. But this afternoon, uh, he seemed significantly different. Yeah, I, I think so. I, and I think maybe even a little bit over the weekend, we started to see a, a, a turn a, a little bit in the corner of, of 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 the optimism in terms of. And obviously, he, the president, um, you know, wants to be a bearer of good news. But given these circumstances, he understands that this is going to be a much harder and longer fight mm-hmm. than uh, than officials, and then and then certainly he even anticipated from the beginning, and and even asked about. The, the stock market today and at the Dow closed down about 3,000 points. Remember last week we had the worst uh, trading loss since 1987. Well, today we surpassed last week's worst day. Uh, so, I mean, that's a th- almost a 13% loss uh, on the Dow Jones today. And the president was asked a couple of times about the markets falling. And uh, as you know, in previous um, conversations with reporters and, and previous comments and speeches, he's, he's paid a lot of attention to the activity on the stock market as a, as a key indicator. And today he said, look, we're focused on, on getting through this virus. He says, once we get through this, in, in terms of the health crisis, he said, then the market will, will bounce back. Uh, he was asked specifically if he thought that the economy is headed for a recession. He said, it may be. 
headed for a recession. And that probably sparked uh, an even you know, tougher sell-off right in the last few minutes uh, on, the, on the trading day today. But to answer your question, Kathy, yes, I think with answers like that, we have seen the president turn the corner in terms of his outlook on this. Greg Clarkson is with us. We're speaking uh, about uh, the pandemic. Greg joins us as SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, I know the uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic has also affected the Supreme Court. Talk to us about that, please. Yeah, so the court today announcing that uh, they are going to be postponing oral arguments that affects a, a dozen or more cases that were scheduled for the, uh, through through March and through early April. So for the next several weeks, uh, no court cases will be uh, argued before the justices at the high court. Of course, there's there's a lot of uh, concern about members of uh, of the Supreme Court, uh, many of whom are, are are categorized as older Americans. You've got an 87 year old justice. Uh, Ruth Gader uh, Ginsburg and uh, Stephen Breyer is 81, uh, many in their their 70s. And so uh, they're taking precautions just like everyone else, but certainly the justices themselves are in a higher-risk population. What about the um, precautions taken around the president? Obviously, the American president has every possible uh, resource at his disposal, safety-wise. But this is a whole different type of safety. We're not talking about an assassin's bullet here, Greg. No, the president today even described this virus as an invisible enemy, not just for him, of course, but for all of us. And so that really puts it in perspective. And the president was asked, you know, what about your own behavior? Uh, how has it changed? Now, he's, he has famously been one to avoid germs, and he said, look, I'm, just, I'm washing my hands even more than I used to. Uh, and he's obviously got the White House physician and, and doctors here at the White House uh, keeping watch over him over the weekend, late Friday night, actually, and then we re- we learned the results on Saturday. The president was tested for the coronavirus, and his test came back negative. Vice President Pence, a few minutes ago, acknowledged that he um, has not been tested for the coronavirus, primarily because he's asymptomatic, but also, maybe more importantly, uh, he has not been determined to have been exposed to someone who has tested positive. Uh, but but the president, the vice president, uh, they are, and, and other top officials here, they're obviously all receiving uh, top White House care. And you, you also are seeing the president not traveling. He hasn't, uh, hasn't left the White House uh, for any domestic travel in, in, in several days. That's likely going to be the case moving forward. Uh, political rallies, and not just for the president, but for the Democratic candidates, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Uh, they've essentially curtailed all of their public events, doing things online, and having their staffers work remotely from home. So it's affecting all phases of of, of government and politics, but all all segments of society as well across the country. Great. We've traveled a very odd road these last several weeks. There are still many people, and I'm sure in your circles as well as mine, perhaps our listeners as well, people would say, well, wait a second, we're overreacting to the coronavirus. Maybe this is not as bad as we had anticipated. Um, this has been something that the president uh, has been, you know, his fingers been pointed at uh, other news media. It seems as though things are different now. It does seem that. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is uh, with the National Institutes of uh, 
uh, allergy and, and infectious diseases. He's the director of that program. He, uh, at the briefing that ended just a few minutes ago, he one thing he said is where we are today in terms of the data, meaning the number of cases and, and the, the information that we have currently today, is not where we are today. It's based on what we have been gathering up until this point. But today, for example, uh, is, is going to be changing those numbers. So he said um, we, could be, we could be a week or two behind in knowing exactly uh, where we are in terms of the health of the yeah. country in, in dealing with this. And so uh, he used that example to say, even if uh, some of these guidelines may seem an overreaction, um, it could be that based on where we are two weeks from now, uh, they will seem like very obvious and common sense recommendations. Okay. Well, Greg, we wish you the very best. We sure do. I mean, we want you to stay healthy, and we so appreciate it. You know, it's moments like this that you really sit down and say, I am grateful for the good information I'm getting from the sources I trust. And you're that source for us. And so we love you. Well, thank you, and uh, you guys stay safe as well, and uh, we'll just keep doing our best to uh, provide you that uh, very important information. Very good. Thank you, Greg. That's Greg Clugston, live from the White House, SRN News White House correspondent. We'll step away. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, we're all going to be sort of sequestered. There have been people who have done this for thousands of years. A cloistered nun. She knows the road well. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory-smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scallop potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What have the children eaten today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food or give online at wordfm.com. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. 
Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in and at radio.com. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower in spots late. Low tonight, 42. Passing morning shower tomorrow, otherwise mostly cloudy. High tomorrow, 50. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 33. Wednesday, increasing cloudiness and milder. High Wednesday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Hey, we're streaming now. You should know that. Uh, you look for us on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook, or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, people are logged in right now. People are logged in right now. As many comments as we're getting in, I'm trying to respond to. So if you want to leave a comment and share your experience or ask us a question or whatever, I'm getting back to it as quickly as possible. Well, if you're joining us, though, the old-fashioned way on the radio, thumbs up to you for being a radio lover because we love the radio. Okay, so uh, it looks as though we're going to go into a complete and total lockdown. I saw a, a piece at uh, a website uh, I follow, NewJersey.com. <laughs> I follow. I need to take a step back. Wait. A website you follow? It's a news source. NewJersey.com? NewJersey.com. Do you also follow NorthCarolina.com? Um, no, because I Phoenix.com? Well, I have a friend who lives in Jersey, so I Oh, so that's one that you like. You don't yeah. care about North Carolina. Well, if we just heard up. from a listener in Virginia. Do you not care about him? I do. I do okay. greatly. What care. about my friend in Ecuador who's watching fine, right that's now? Fine. <laughs> well, but this story from yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> I know. I'm just see, giving you a hard just time. A I got, I'm surrounded. I got Mike over there <laughs> messing with me on a regular basis. Now, Look, we Kath- can't get too serious, people. Okay. Okay, so the nun, the headline is New Jersey Nun. Yeah. I don't follow the nun, but I do follow NewJersey.com. And this is the N-U-N, not the N-O-N-E. Exactly. New Jersey Nun. I've been social distancing for 29 years. Here are some tips for staying at home. So she talks about being in a cloistered environment. Wow. We are formerly called cloistered sisters, and um, meaning we never leave our walled-off monastery in Summit, New Jersey. Can you imagine that? They never, ever leave. Except for doctor's visits or perhaps shopping for a specific item. We don't go to parties or weddings. We don't go out to eat with friends. I often go months, she says, uh, without leaving our eight-acre compound. Now, that's pretty big, eight acres. It's a lot the, bigger than some of the places where people are sequestered oh, in Italy. In Spain or Italy. You see those tiny little like one-bedroom apartments. She says, first you need uh, to uh, have your day-to-day lives structured as much as possible. Mm. Right? This okay. is, you know, we live our life now. I'm going to, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, have breakfast and go see my And I'm going to go to work and I'm right. going to do. 
So now that you're stuck at home, uh, Sister says, create a schedule for yourself and your family. At the monastery, we wake up at the same time every day. We get fully dressed, no pajamas. We have planned time for prayer, worship, eating, and fun. Our days usually have a peaceful rhythm that might take some experimentation. Each household is different. It might be the first time that they spend an extended period of time with roommates or family. Mm -hmm. Second, be intentional to love others. It's easy to to get caught up in making sure that you and your loved ones are safe, your needs are met. Uh, Give the gift of time. Cook meals with your family. Play games with your family. It's interesting that there are a lot of people that are frightened by this extended time at home because the core structure of society is the family unit. So this is good, a good opportunity for all of us to strengthen those family bonds, and our efforts will have a wider effect on our community. Don't hide from roommates. Third, can, can you hide from family? Oh, you can. You should hide from family, right? Don't you? Both... Are you hiding from family? Well, there are times when I need that quiet. John's time. hiding from family, Mike. There are times. Mike was trying to hide from family behind the toilet. Yeah, I heard of that we little heard that, thing. Yeah. Okay. Really? She says this: use your time for self-reflection and relaxation. I need a vacation to recover from my vacation. You've often heard that. Right. Well, this could be it, right? People say that they want peace and quiet. Then when it's thrown in their lap, then they, they, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, People don't know That's how to be point. alone. That's a good point. They're afraid to confront their, what she calls this, their shadow side, the hard truths about themselves that they don't like. They fill their lives with noise to run away from those emotions. Life isn't meant to be rushed. Use this time to get to know yourself. Stop. Be still. You can either waste this period of social distancing and be frustrated, or you can choose to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Sister Mary Catherine Perry Thank has you. been a cloister nun with the Dominican nuns in Summit, New Jersey, for 29 years, offering us good advice. That is a very good word. I think so, too. I very much appreciate Here's the that. Time well. Here's a yeah. picture of Sister. T- check her out. Oh, look it. She mm. looks... Whoops. She looks. Go. She looks happy. She looks kind, happy, and self-aware. I That's like a, it very what is much. That? That's a. Uh, she hoarding toilet paper? No, it's basil. No, oh, basil. Okay. Mike. Mike. Get your head off the toilet. I mean, for heaven's Please. sake. Hey, okay. can I say that uh, this is from uh, Fox New York? Uh, do not call nine one one just because you ran out of toilet paper. Mm. <laughs> Uh, that's Oregon police. Hello. Can I give you the, the rest of the news report before Please, we yeah, have to sure, break? Yeah. Uh, it says, one police department in Oregon posted a reminder on their Facebook page asking the public to not call for an emergency if they run out of toilet paper due to the coronavirus outbreak. Quote, it's hard to believe we even have to post this, said police in Newport, Oregon. Do not call 911 because you ran out of toilet paper, you will survive right. without our assistance. No, wait a second. <laughs> uh, who oh. would do that? Who well, would call 911? I just heard from a listener. Uh, NewJersey.com leads me to a virus fishing site. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> no, wait. It's, it's NJ. NJ.com. <laughs> Great. I'm spreading my own pandemic. NJ.com. Oh, my God. NewJersey.com. Oh. That link takes me to an empty domain. One of our all-time favorite guests, John, in the on-deck circle. He's yeah. the only one in the on-deck circle since baseball is called off. Yeah. Jay Warner Wallace was a cold case detective. He was featured on Dateline. He's a senior fellow at the Colson Institute. Listen, this is a guy who's been a cop for a really long oh. time. Now he's a writer and a speaker. He wants to talk Fabulous. to us about from an authority perspective like police, what does a situation like this look like? That's next. 
101.5 WORD. God is waiting and willing for you to come to him today. You just have to come his way. That's the good news that we hear this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. But do you know what it means? If not, why don't you make your way through the Old Testament book of Joel with us and learn more about God's kindness towards us and the length that he'll go to get our attention. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. It's been more than a decade. Kath and I, in our daily reading, we heard of a, a police officer who was a cold case homicide detective who grew up an atheist. But he used those skills as a, a detective to find Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, this caught our attention right away. I mean, how does that even work? And, and that detective is Jay Warner Wallace. Jay Warner Wallace is a, a Dateline, the, the TV show Dateline. He's a featured cold case detective. Also, he is uh, the author of Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene, and Forensic Faith, creator of the Casemakers Academy for Kids. Uh, really, he just does a fascinating job using those detective skills. And uh, Jim, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? 
Has it been that long since we've we've talked? I guess it has been quite a while. I bet it's been. Unfortunately, we're talking under crazy circumstances right now. I know. You sure are, Jim. But, Jim, you're one of our oldest friends, so it's great to hear from you, especially in tense times. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. This is this; these are um, rather intense times, and especially when you know you work as a first responder. These folks uh, typically are on the front line and are the first people to people call, and so it just puts you in a position where you, number one, you see a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't think any of us could say we've seen something like this. This is definitely outside our our, our common experience. So but there's a lot you can learn, I think, from trying to figure out how first responders would react to this. Yeah, so what is it, Jim? I mean, I think, you know, people are, I think there's two camps, even still, people are caught up in a lot of dread and a lot of fear. And of course, there's always that threat of the skeptic among us as well. Um, When you look at this, especially as a cold case detective and a first responder, what's your reaction to this? Okay, well, so look, what we do in law enforcement is we do two things. We're not just reactive. Uh, that, that's true for other first responders. They react when you call. Uh, but, but we have patrol cars. We are proactive. We, we're, we're actually out there you know, trying to make sure that things don't get bad before they get bad. So you're doing two things, right? You're, you're number one, you're reacting to what data you have. Someone calls you and says they've got a problem over here, so you react. You respond to the call. But you're also on patrol. You know, there are no like patrolling firemen, okay, because they have a more reactive position than we do. We are more proactive. Now, proaction requires information. Now, I'll give you an example of this. I worked on a surveillance team for years. And, and let's say you have a string of, of burglaries in your, in your town. And they're, how do you work those burglars? How do you catch someone doing burglaries? Well, we're all undercover. So one way you could do is if you have information about where it's occurring, you might do what we call geographic surveillance. Not very effective, to be honest with you, because if it's a big area. You're, you know, it can't be everywhere. Now, if you have very specific information, oh, somebody says that Joe Smith is doing burglaries. Well, let's go find Joe Smith and follow him around for a while. Now we've got specific information. If he does a burglary today, we, we actually know who the bad guy is before we even begin. Information is key to being proactive. You, you really can't do it without information. That's what I think is so troubling, and this is why the stock markets, I think, are taking it on the chin, is that right now we don't have enough information. Uh, you know, number one, we don't have we didn't have good testing early to tell us look, who's going to get tested. If you, let's say we have four thousand people who test positive in America. I'm not even sure what the number is today. Whatever that number is, how do we know we have four thousand? Well, they presented severe enough symptoms walking into uh, doctors' offices and, and emergency rooms that they provoked a test. Mm-hmm. So, so the only people we're testing are people who actually walk in with more severe symptoms. Of those, let's say fifty die. Well, now you got a fifty for four thousand ratio. That sounds terrible. But for all we know, there's 100,000 who have this but have much milder symptoms. Now, 50 for 100,000 is a very different ratio. So my, I think our problem is, as first responders, is we don't have enough information right now. Right. And that's what's causing, you know, the reason why stock markets behave the way they do is because it's because of lack of information, uncertainty. Once you kind of have a sense of, for example, if you could say, we have good data that demonstrates we'll be beyond this contagion by April 16th at 4 p.m., well, guess what? The stock market's going to rebound because now you have the information. We, we can weather this. It's not knowing what's next that causes the kind of uncertainty. And, and that's what I think you see. And, and Scripture does talk about this, that we are to be people. Christians are not to panic under uncertainty. We are to wait and gather information. And until we have information, there isn't any point in us running around. Right? It says in, in Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-three: 23, buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and in, in insight as well. We are to be looking for what is true. 
and, and not believing just anything. It says in Proverbs 14, 15, that the simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. So we're really called to kind of collect data and to be wise, but not to panic. You don't have enough data to panic right now, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have enough data to be wise. Jay Warner Wallace is with us, longtime friend of the show, old old cold case homicide investigator. And by old, I don't mean old age wise, yep. but he I did it. it bad he, for a second there, no, Kathy. but he I, did I it. Found it bad. He did great. it for a very long time. Jim, how long were you in cold case work? <laughs> I still have two open cases, uh, but I've got, uh, really? I've got probably we did it. We probably did it about twelve years as a team. Okay. And now I think we've got a good team in place that are just kind of chipping at these. I expect to kind of step back in in a couple of these, but I don't have to do much because we've got a really good bunch of young guys. But yeah, cold cases really do help you kind of like look. We have this national uh, investigation everyone is trying to do, and we're all searching for data. I, I actually think sometimes you 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 have a benefit working cold cases. The time helps you. So what whatever somebody was not willing to talk about thirty five years ago. Now the person they were afraid of, let's say, has passed away, and they're willing to talk now. Mm-hmm. So time is actually your friend in some of these cold cases. You'll develop new information. So time is not same necessarily is on our side now, right? Right. Same is true now. Let's just be patient. Let's be wise. But we'll have so much more information about the severity of this, uh, what really is. You know, For example, we don't have a lot of people being interviewed right now who have survived it. A few. I've seen a few, and I was telling my wife, until we have a, a hundred interviews of people who are on the back side of this virus, uh, we're not going to be comfortable because we're not quite sure if there's a back side. Right. We're not quite right. sure what that looks like. Right. Uh, and, but we're going to see those interviews pop up. Start Googling for those. You'll see I saw one out of Washington State last week where the woman said, yeah, you know, you you got to be wise, but don't panic. It was like having the flu. And uh, so there's going to be a range of, of, of reactions based on your age and pre-existing conditions. And the more we get information from people who have survived it and survived it well, the more this thing will stabilize. Okay. Jay Warner Wallace is with us. Uh, Jim, talk about what we can, is there anything that we can do to make life easier for uh, the people in uniform? Before the show today, John and New Mike and I sat down and watched videos. I'm sure you've seen them of people in Italy, people in Spain who are, you know, at an, at an appointed time, they're all going out on their balconies and clapping for people yeah. who are in hospital work, people who are um, somehow attending the sick, you know, things like that. I, you know, I don't want to be dorky or weird about it, I, but I think on a sincere basis, we, we are over the next couple of weeks going to want to reach out and tell people we really appreciate the order they're keeping. Well, I will tell you this. I think there's a sense, and I, I agree with this. I don't want, as a first responder, I don't want to be given a privileged position. I don't want people to think that I think I have a position of privilege, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't help you the next time you interact with somebody if they think that you think you're something you're not. But I will tell you that in a crisis like this, we are going to have to prioritize first responders, not just law enforcement, but anyone who comes in contact. The people you call for help. My son is working in an emergency room right now, and uh, he's an anesthesiologist. And, and my other son is working on the front lines as a police officer. Um, you want those people to be well, because without them being well, it, we, we, we compound our, our, our health care system. So, so I think that what we have to do in this interim is just to have, have a little more grace than you might typically have with first responders of every stripe, only because 
this is the kind of crisis that puts first responders in a, a position of priority, right? Because we, we need them so desperately. So I will tell you, most first responders will say, we don't want to pat on the back as much as we want you just to help us do our job well, which means that if we're racing to something, uh, you know, you have a little more grace for us. Sometimes you'll see uh, uh, the kind of brash, you know, moves that people make in first responders, and you kind of think, well, that was their problem. Well, a lot, there's a lot, we're in an emergency situation right now, so we're going to be probably, you know, doing a lot of stuff that is appropriate for emergency situations. So I would say that more than anything else, for example, you, you probably want that we're going to have to step to the front of the line in terms of testing. That's going to be weird. Why should they be tested first? Well, because they're going to be, you, you need them to be well. They're going, right. they're going to have to give them certain privileges yeah. that maybe you wish that you had because that's the guy or gal you're going to use to, to save your life. So those kinds of privileges, I think we're going to have to extend toward first responders for a short season to make sure that they can do their job. Yeah. But after that, I mean, I think a lot of this is, look, there's people who aren't first responders. The church is doing an amazing job of reaching out. Just people who have no more credentials than this thing behind their, ni- their name that says follower of Christ. Hmm. Well, it turns out all of us who are doing that, who are stepping out and doing that, I mean, that, that this is the greatest uh, thanks you can give anybody, right? But those people, I mean, uh, uh, people who are serving right now and, and feeding their neighbor and doing their neighbor's shopping, and do, those are those are really the first responders that, mm-hmm. that the church provides. And the church has done that since its inception. I mean, the people used to have watched the church and been blown away by, number one, how they respond in tragedy, how they responded under persecution, how they responded when they were, their, their choices were removed from them in the Roman Empire in the first 300 years. Well, it turns out that, that we cannot be the ones at the grocery store who are fighting for supplies. We, we have to be the ones who extend a hand first. And if we do that, I think you're going to see that people are going to come to faith in huge numbers just watching. Conversely, if we don't do that, if we, we behave like the world sure. in a worldly situation like this, we're going to turn people away from Christ. So, so I think we have an opportunity, a great opportunity as first responders. We are the first responders in this culture. We outnumber the ones who are in the uniforms by huge numbers. We need to get in the game. Fabulous. Jay Warner Wall is with us. Jay is a, Jim is a cold case detective, a senior fellow at the Colson Center, adjunct professor of apologetics at Biola University. He is uh, the author of Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene. So, Jim, uh, as a first responder, and of course uh, your father was a, as well a police officer, your children are, how's your prayer life? Well, you know, I tell you, that's the thing that um, is, and I, I, I think I've told you guys before, this has always been an area that I have struggled with. I have to admonish myself. My wife's much better at this. Uh, I think first responders sometimes are doers. Well, you call us to do something. You, you're going to call us there. We're going to solve this problem in five minutes, and we're going to solve it well enough that no one has to come back here till the end of the shift, right? That's what we do. And, and that's, that's the thing. That, so if you are inclined to be the kind of person who has to take charge and do something when other people are calling you for that purpose, I think you're less – if you're not careful, you will not develop a good prayer life, right? Because you think, i got to do this. Like, you called me to do this. I can't stop right now and pray about this. i got to do something right now, right? So what I have to do is remind myself that, that in the end um, – I heard a pastor over the weekend say this, and he did a great job of saying it. He said, you know, if, if you watch a series on Netflix and you're worried that the main character is going to die, but then you look on the screen and you see that there are six more or seven more uh, years of this, uh, you know, you know yeah. seasons of this show, right. you have a sense that I don't need to worry about this guy because there's seven more seasons that follow this one. Well, it turns out we know that there's a season that follows this as a Christian. We know that we have eternal life, that we will be with God reunited. The worst case scenario is we just step into eternity faster. 
And because we know there are seasons that follow this one, uh, we, we, could, we could probably behave differently. Mm-hmm. We could be talking to God about this. We could be trusting God for this. We don't have to fix this. We, we need to be smart in the crisis, but ultimately God fixes this. And, and so my, my challenge for me personally as a guy who's a doer is to slow down and realize that I can't do anything about this, but I could talk to that God who can. That's good. That's a good word, Jim. That really is. Jim, always appreciate you. Uh, you've been a light for us for a long time. Keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Kathy. It's a good talking to you. Don't, make, don't be strangers. Let's do this more often. I know. I will for sure. I Definitely. Know. Jay Warner Wallace, he's the author of Jim. Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene, and Forensic Faith, also also the creator of the Casemakers Academy for Kids. Watch the show. We're streaming right now on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or 101.5 Word FM. If you don't have a chance to watch now, perhaps you're riding home from work, just log on to Facebook later this evening and watch the show. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kirk Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Patriot Provisions is the go-to snack that gives back to our veterans. Like Special Forces Combat Medic Luke Shuley of Beaver County, injured on deployment in Afghanistan. Patriot Provisions' delicious beef jerky snacks are a favorite of firefighters, veterans, and proud patriots everywhere. And through Patriot Provisions Gives Back, a portion of every sale goes to the Special Forces Foundation to help veterans like Luke throughout their recovery. For great-tasting jerky that gives back to our vets, order now at PatriotProvisionsGivesBack.com. Gold is on a run again. Experts say the coronavirus could tank global economies, so investors are heading for safe havens to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and watch your accounts dwindle day by day. Head for safety and catch the gold rally now. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers just like you. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any 
portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-600-4849 and ask about our free gold guide. Call 800-600-4849. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion, 800-600-4849. Get them. My Sharona out of the head. I can't. That's a sad song to have stuck in your head. No, it's a, I love the opening of it, don't you? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's great. My husband says that's the most, for all of you musicians out there, that's the most lucrative use of the octave in music history. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, every time I hear the coronavirus, I think of mm-hmm. My Sharona. Do you think of the actual lyrics to the song? <laughs> no. Do you know them? I do. If you knew the lyrics, you yeah, might not, not be thinking no, no. of it quite in the same way. Okay. Um, a mattress company called Mattress Insider did a phone survey of some 5,000 uh, people. Okay. And what they found was that um, one-third of us are apparently losing sleep over anxiety and fear oh, of the coronavirus. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, 47% sad. of those questioned said yes, that they are um, oh. uh, anxious about this. Of 45 to 50, if you're 45 to 54 years of age, you've reported the most anxiety. 45 to 50. That's right. Um uh, the, the most uh, high demographic, those 65 and over, they're sleeping pretty good, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, I, I don't know. Does it make you anxious? Are you well, losing it makes sleep me anxious, over? but I am not losing sleep. I Listen, I came home from church yesterday, yeah. which was an experience. We actually had church yesterday. You were on camera at church. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that in our, in our 5 o'clock hour. At 5.30, we'll open the phone so you can share your church experience yesterday, whether you had it, whether it was canceled, whether you watched it online, whatever yeah. it was. Anyway, I came home from church. I was very tired. Wait so up. I took a nap. Three hours. Three-hour nap? Three-hour nap. A lot can then, happen in three hours. I know. Then, around midnight, I thought, I'm getting tired. I slept until 9 this morning. Nice. How much sleep can a person get? No, no, it's good. It soothes, 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 it soothes, soothes the mind. And so does prayer. Soothes. soothes. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. U.S. stocks finishing sharply lower today, over 12 percent. Markets were down around the world as huge swaths of the economy came closer to shutting down due to the coronavirus outbreak. The Dow dropped 2,997 points today. The Nasdaq was off 970. The S&P 500 fell 324. Experimental coronavirus vaccine begins testing today. The effort is one of several worldwide hunting for protection against COVID-19. That study run by scientists at the Kaiser Permanente Washington Research Institute in Seattle. Experts say it will be at least a year before any vaccine is ready for widespread use. The White House canceling its annual Easter egg roll over coronavirus concerns. The event in which thousands participated had been scheduled for April 13th. This is SRN News. 
you know, uh, Grove City College is on a break right now, like a lot of colleges, not a spring break, but a winter break. So I'm talking to my kid about, you know, what's going on at Grove City. And, you know, he's talking about the choir is having a tour right now. You know, members of the of, uh, select choir are in the southeast. There's also film festivals that are going on on campus. There's all these different things. I mean, the swim team continues to practice. Right. So even as school is at a pause the education continues to exist at Grove City College. And one of the great things I love about Grove City is that their teacher-to-student ratio, 13 to 1. So for every teacher, 13 kids are engaged. And there's no grad students, no teaching assistants are involved in this. Grove City doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, itself also is extremely powerful about the nature and the quality of education at Grove City College. One of the biggest difficulties I had as an undergrad is the fact that until I was probably halfway through my junior year, all of my teachers were TAs. Wow. I mean, that's just the way it was. It's a giant school. It's a public school. I was taking a lot of general ed classes to get them out of the way. I see. And they're not often taught by a professor. It's really frustrating, especially when you're looking at how tuition dollars add up now. Don't you want your kid to be actually taught by a professor? Right. I mean, both John and I have children that go to Grove City, and I can't tell you how much I have appreciated hearing about their classes and hearing about the professors that are actually teaching them. We love it. Check it out online for your child, gcc.edu. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. You see them all around town. Cintas trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use Cintas, you know they're confident and ready. Cintas helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing from multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower and spots late. Low tonight, 42. Passing morning shower tomorrow, otherwise mostly cloudy. High tomorrow, 50. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 33. Wednesday, increasing cloudiness and milder. High Wednesday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We're staying calm. We are. I'm so good about it. We're streaming live as well uh, on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on on Facebook. 
And uh, yeah, so if you're working from home, yeah, and uh, you've never had a chance to watch the show, Check or maybe you think, what are they doing that it. in that studio? This is radio in the 21st century, right? Which is kind of odd. We were very content for more than a decade to sit high top Green Tree Hill. We worked in a cave. We surely did, and, and we all were of a happy sudden, about it. Now we're like, you know, we're something else. <laughs> we are. All right, so we've been talking today, of course, about all the regulations and the shutdown uh, mm. that Governor Tom Wolf announced this afternoon. There, yeah. were, there were comments by the president about the fact that this could stretch into the summer, which I certainly hope is not the case. But I, uh, apparently we have to be you know, emotionally, psychologically prepared for that. What, yeah. what was your first thought when you heard it was going to go into the summer? I thought, you've got to be kidding. My That's what I was, thought. My first thought was, I need a swimming pool. That's what, That's what thought. I thought. I, I thought did. you've got to be kidding. And he says, I need a I swimming, need a swimming pool. pool. And I then like I it. thought, well, I can't afford a swimming pool. I get one of those little kid mm-hmm. pools. You're going to get a baby pool? Maybe. Please. Maybe. If you get a baby pool. First off, John and I do not have whole house air conditioning. Right. So the That's thought why of, I needed a pool. So the thought of being sequestered in our hot houses... Does inspire fear even in me. Oh my gosh. All right. So, speaking of fear, this is an article from the Philadelphia Inquirer. It yep. says that our primary election here in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is seven weeks away. Yep. Now, the pandemic is already in place, and schools and universities have sent students home and are sending students home. The state capitol in Harrisburg has closed its door to visitors, and professional sports seasons are either on pause or have been canceled. Anyway, the question is what are election officials going to do about the April? 28th primary. A state rep, Kevin Boyle, who's a Northeast Philadelphia Democrat, wants to require the state to mail a ballot to every eligible voter, okay. moving the primary and general elections out of polling places as much as possible. I think that could be a good idea. A good what idea. do you think about yeah, that? I'm all for that. I, I read that and I thought, okay. He says, I think this is unfortunately a once-in-a-lifetime crisis we're facing. Let's hope so. So we have to come up with something to do. Okay. Now, nothing is being pursued officially just yet. They're just kind of discussing things, throwing stuff out on social media, and seeing what sticks with people. I like it. So in the next week or so, they're going to have more formal discussions and perhaps come to some determinations about what it might look like here in Pennsylvania. So where's that money come from? Where's Here's the deal. Because they're going to send a ballot out self-addressed stamp envelope back mm-hmm. so you're paying postage twice that's a dollar ten or so I, I guess for a regular letter maybe for a postcard it's cheaper and what do people say i never got my ballot voter know. fraud I'm, this is i'm just playing devil's advocate thanks that's all. John. Just trying to think i thought we were going to band together well to be kind and loving well you know i want to just say one thing mm-hmm. um how's your posture my posture? Yeah. I have a hard time with my posture. I'm always thinking about it because it, I have, it has a tendency to be bad. You? Really? You yes. You have bad posture? Yes, I do. I used to pride myself on my posture, but then, then I, all of a sudden, I, you know, I'm sitting here doing, you know, and I'm like doing this. Right. No, and no. I'm slouching. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like. He's like the crotchety guy on radio. You know what I mean? He's a little cranky, kind of is a, in a slouch. <laughs> is that me? I'm just saying. You know, I think that, you know. Wait, that, that's our new John Hall. The crotchety guy on radio. <laughs> I said your posture conveyed just, that. I didn't say that you were I'm that. I'm just trying to now do listen, my job. Don't go all negative because in the commercial break, New Mike gave us, delivered to us, mm-hmm. positive news. Yeah. Mike, could you deliver that to the listening audience yeah, as well? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm proud of them, to the both of you because last Friday I, I was uh, keeping track of you guys touching your face. Mm-hmm. That's his job. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a sad John shot. Hall had four. Kathy had two. So Thank John you. Hall touched his face four times. Kathy only twice. Mm-hmm. Today, none of you guys, none of you have touched your face. <laughs> Not no, even once. There's no face so, touching. No, no, no face way. touching here. I have a confession to make. What? My face was itching so badly. And we were on the wide, sh- this shot, you know, we're on this shot, uh-huh. the wide shot. I'm like, I'm going to wait until the camera goes to Kath. And then <laughs> so scratch. Mike doesn't see. <laughs> and I did. <gasps> oh. You sneaked a face touch. To what? Oh, man. And I'm going to do a run right now because <laughs> I don't care. John, I appreciate Horrible. your honesty. I'm just telling you. That's really wonderful. Because it's too much that's to bear. Really, it is a lot to bear. Okay, if I, look, I, was, I was going for my nose just now. If that's I'm gone. going, I'm going to try to go. Oh, no, you're picking your nose there. No, I'm not picking my nose. <laughs> this angle. Jeez. Watch us on Facebook. Doesn't that sound great? Oh, that's really Live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM. Okay, so I just was discussing the Pennsylvania primary and what might happen there. Yeah. Can I bring up something that is on my last nerve? Please. Oh, no. What, are you going to complain? I'm going to complain, but I hope it's to a positive end. <laughs> Here goes. I am sick and tired of people piling on others that are in authority positions. Say no more. I can't stand it. Say People are no complaining about the president. They're complaining about the governor. They're complaining about the mayor. Yeah. They're complaining about their school superintendent mm-hmm. or their principal mm-hmm. or their boss or whatever. Look, can we all take a step back yeah. for a hot minute mm-hmm. and realize that these are uncharted waters? Yeah. No one knows what the right answer is. People are trying, doing their very, very best to make decisions that affect Tons and tons of people. Yep. Would you please give these people some grace? Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because God, I follow please. a number of elected officials because I appreciate you know being in touch with them. Yeah. So last night uh, before I went to bed, I'm looking at Twitter and I'm looking at uh, the mayor of the city of Pittsburgh's Twitter account. Now the mayor, whatever you want to say about him, good, bad, or otherwise, he's very active on Twitter. Yes. I don't know the I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about the mayor. I just know, you know, his governing policy. He's our mayor, and we read what he says on That's Twitter. That's all. He he opens up a can of worms, and he gets pummeled on a regular basis. Sure. So apparently last night there was something that went on, of course, some troll, and then the mayor had to respond, which he apologized for. So he responded and kind of lost his mind? Yes. Okay, I missed that tweet. Right. So then- Has um, that tweet been taken down? Apparently it has. Okay. So he's responding to somebody else, and the mayor says this. Thanks, buddy. Since I lost my mom last month, I've been struggling with insomnia. It's very, very difficult to get to, get to sleep. But once I do, I get a good six hours. Those tweets about late-night tweets have been hurtful to me. I can't sleep. Twitter helps me stay focused on work. So apparently somebody said that I've got a photograph of the mayor in a compromising position at a local watering hole, and then the mayor responded. I mean, that's where we are. So every This poor guy is doing the best he can for the city of Pittsburgh. His mom passed away. And some person who, what, is... Somebody sitting at home in their bar Dark and miserable has decided to take out all their frustrations on him? I don't get trolls. I don't get that whole trolling thing. Base behavior. It is. I can't stand it. When all of us carry ugliness inside of us, what, you want to put that out there? Does that make the world better? No, of course it doesn't. Give these people some grace. It is a huge responsibility what they're doing. I don't want that job. I don't want want that that job job either. No. Some people are born to that. No, and the best we can do is support the people who are in that job right now, who are trying to put their best foot forward, use as much counsel as they can to make 
you know, set up procedures and come up with, you know, future proposals that are going to work for and keep us healthy. I mean, let's pray for our let's leaders. Let's pray for our Please leaders. Should we yes. not pray for our leaders? Gosh. And let's walk humbly through these exactly. dark and difficult so whether times it's, together. Whether it's the president, whether it's your senator, whether it's your governor, whether it's your mayor or your superintendent or your boss or your dad or whoever it is who's in authority over you, just relax it. Accept the fact that they're trying to do the best thing for you and pray. Heaven help us. Good grief. Let me press that button. Well, I feel better go. saying that, though. I just got it off my chest. Did Thank you stretch? Was that good for you? I did, yeah. I thought you were talking to me. No, I wasn't talking that. to you. All right, coming up next... Cy Gart says, I assumed science had all the answers, and then I started asking some inconvenient questions. That's next on today's Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The focus that I want to make is not only on what Christ did, but I want us to focus upon what Christ is now doing. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Science and faith, oppositional, more often than not. They shouldn't be. They should never be oppositional. Well, we've talked to scientists who, who have um, oh. sort of tried to set us straight mm-hmm. about uh, the scientific world. Other scientists have joined us who have found Jesus. Well, I hope every scientist will set us straight on scientific things because they know more than we do. Got that right. Being here in I mean, that's not. 
Ford FM Studios doing radio. Cy Gard is with us. Cy is a biochemist who has taught at uh, New York University here in the city of Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh and Rutgers University. Cy is the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. And uh, in this month's edition of Christianity Today, Cy has his testimony, which is fabulous. And Cy, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us today. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. Sai, your story starts you as a as a kid growing up. Can you tell us? What was your family like? Oh, they were fine. Uh <laughs> but they were not religious in any way. In okay. fact, they were very anti religious. They were very left wing. Uh my parents have been members of the Communist Party and uh part of that ideology that they also conveyed to me was a very strong anti theism, uh, a belief that God could not exist. Okay. And that religion is evil. Hmm. So, so you were at a disadvantage from the get-go, side because when anybody talked about God, it had a negative connotation to it. Absolutely, I, I that stayed with me for the whole time I was growing up through my teenage years and into early adulthood. So, when you became a young adult, um, things started mm-hmm. to change for you. How? Well, that's interesting because when I became a young adult, I was studying science in college, and then I went to graduate school and began studying biochemistry. And it was my study of science that put a lot of questions, in fact, it eventually punched holes in my belief in atheism, because that included a belief in materialism. In other words, that nothing, you know, everything just came by chance, there's nothing but physical laws, and we don't know where they came from, but that didn't matter. And, And when I studied physics and then later biology, I found out that science itself disputes that view. In fact, the world as we know it is not at all materialistic. There are many strange aspects to things like quantum mechanics and what we knew about the complexity of life that are not answerable in terms of materialism. And I started thinking, well, maybe there's something else. And I I didn't believe in God, but I started thinking, well, maybe I'm wrong about my, my pure atheism belief. And, and so I sort of became an agnostic, and I decided I needed to explore further. So in the midst of that exploration, side, did you ever mm-hmm. share your, you know, your wanderings with someone of faith? Um, how did that work, those first sort of like introducing yourself to the Christian faith? Did you pick up a Bible, or was it through conversations? Actually, both. Eventually, it took some time, but eventually I did meet a few Christians. Uh, one person, uh, a friend of mine, took actually did take me to a church. I was in my early 40s. It's the first time I'd ever been into any house of worship in my whole life, and I was very frightened. <laughs> I didn't know what mm-hmm. to expect. I bet. Uh, and I was just overwhelmed by the contrast uh, of the reality uh, to what I expected. Really? People so- were friendly, the so, so some Sunday morning, someone's, you know, like someone said to you, a buddy said, let's go to church. And you you had enough wherewithal to say, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Sort of, yeah. I mean, by that time, I had already been wondering about what was going on with this whole religion thing, and I was curious. Yeah. Uh, I was also very nervous, but uh, I did go. And, you know, the, the it was a Catholic church, actually, by chance. And the priest uh, talked about love, and people were passing the peace, you know, what happens in a church. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised, to say the least. Uh, And then uh, the other, yeah, 
uh, I, I was expecting to be yelled at and mm. <laughs> people pointing okay. at me, and I expected to hear all kinds of horrible sermons about sinners and, you know, going to hell and things like that, and none of that happened. So I was quite relieved. <laughs> so that relief allowed you to relax, and mm-hmm. at what point, you know, did someone give you a Bible, or, you know, you're an academic, you went out and got yourself a Bible? You know, I don't remember where I got the Bible. That's a good question. Uh, but somehow or other, I, I, it might have been, I think, you know what, I think it was in a hotel room. And I, you know, I just opened the Bible because I was bored. And um, I looked at, uh, I read a little bit in the Old Testament, didn't really understand it. And then I switched to the Gospels and I opened up Matthew and read it through. That's cool. And that was a bit of a revelation. It didn't make me believe it, but it certainly didn't seem like it was fake. Yeah. It didn't read like it was something that somebody had just written, you know, for the purpose of controlling the masses, right. all the things that I had heard about. And so I read more of it. And the more I read, the more questions I had. Fabulous. Okay, so, Sai, in your book and in the uh, CT article, you talk about being in rural Pennsylvania Late at night, mm-hmm. you're driving, and you turn in, and all of a sudden, you hear, you know, th- what this is, essentially, 101.5 Word FM. It's Christian radio. Exactly. What happened? Exactly. I was on my way to Pittsburgh, in fact. <laughs> I was coming back from New York. And uh, I had been thinking about God by that time, I, but I couldn't get myself over that threshold to really believe in something that, you know, I had learned all my life, all my early life, was, was just, you know, a myth and, and a fairy tale. Although there were many things that were that were pulling me in that direction, including a few dreams that I'd had, which are also in the book. But at that particular moment, what happened was I had heard a preacher on a Christian radio station, and uh, and I loved the way he was speaking, even though I wasn't really paying much attention to what he said. And I turned off the radio, and I started thinking to myself, because I like to talk, and I, I started thinking, what would it be like if I tried to preach a sermon? I found that kind of funny. That's cool. But, yeah, but then I, uh, and then, uh, and I started thinking, what would I talk about? And, and, and then I just sort of felt something strange. I can't describe it. And the next thing I knew, I was preaching a sermon to, in my head, uh, it was sort of a semi-vision. I, I pulled the car over, thank God, <laughs> because, you know, I was felt like I wasn't in control. And I heard myself preaching a sermon which included things and concepts that I didn't know about. And what I did was, I, I this sermon was all about how Jesus Christ loves even me. And... Uh, I was preaching this to a group of Christians uh, in my mind who were, and I was I was telling them that you know if he could lead, if he could love even me, imagine how much more he could love all of you. I don't know where that came from. And when it was over, I I had pulled the car over. I burst into tears, and um, I knew that I that I had been visited by the Holy Spirit, and that I was now a Christian, and I've never gone back since then. Wow. Now, this is an experience, this is a a mystical type of experience, something supernatural or at least unexplainable that happened to someone who lived, you know, decades and decades of their life in in absolute rationality. 
Yes, which turns out is not all there is in reality. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> Rationality is great. I'm not against I love rational. You know, mathematics is terrific. I'm, I'm an active scientist. I've published many, many papers. Uh, and so I love science. Um, but science doesn't tell us everything. Yeah. And that was the main thing I learned. So, so is, that, uh, it, is it surprising to you, Cy? To, maybe it's not surprising, but... Oftentimes, I'm overwhelmed at our current culture and how if it can't be scientifically explained, mm-hmm. then you're accused mm-hmm. of being anti-science or you're accused of being irrational or you're accused of being one of those closed-minded right. Christians or whatever. I think, you know, we're worshiping at the altar of science without even really understanding what science is. Absolutely right. And, and the reality is that most actual scientists—I'm not talking about atheists who invoke the name of science, but real scientists— whether they're Christian or not, whether they're atheist or not, know that there are many, many, many things that science cannot answer, even within science, <laughs> even within the natural world. And, and this has been proven by things like the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, which obviously I can't go into now, but I discuss it in the book. There are many, many things that cannot be addressed by science, and we all know many of them. Yeah. The question of love, the question of art, the question, questions of you know, meaning, uh, philosophy, none of these things are addressable by the scientific method. Yeah. Cy Gard is with us. Cy is the author of The Work, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. So, Cy, uh, this this event, this life-shattering event happens on the PA Turnpike. You're headed back to Pittsburgh from New York. Mm -hmm. Once you Mm -hmm. got back to Pittsburgh, what changed? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, my whole life changed. Uh, almost immediately, so many things made sense to me. And and when I say so many things, I mean both within my scientific career, my life, uh, just everything just got clear. I mean, you, we've all heard the, the story of, of, you know, just oh, the C.S. Lewis quote, you know, I believe in the sun because by it I see everything. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I began to feel almost immediately. The, really? the big problem I had was I, I didn't know any other Christians. I didn't I, I didn't actually go to a church for several years because uh, I was also moving around a lot. And, uh, and, and thank God I eventually did settle down, and now I'm not only a member really? of a church, but I'm the lay leader of my church, and really? I, I, I'm just, you know, totally committed to, to my faith. Sai, it's just... It's a wonderful story. It really touches me. I think because I've I've had so many people in my life who've been scientists who I love deeply. Mm-hmm. And over the years, you know, I've shared about this before on our show here, Sai, that my dad was an engineer. And so all the mm-hmm. years growing up, I was he wasn't a believer and I was. And I felt like it was my mm-hmm. job to talk him into it, to find the mm-hmm. right book or the right scientific principle mm-hmm. or the right thing that was finally going to convince him that God was real. And it's no surprise to anybody that it, was, it wasn't it was that that brought him to faith. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with any of the, you know, desires right. I had for coming up with the, with the, with the perfect argument. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I often, I'm very active uh, as an evangelist, I suppose, both online and with the book and giving speech, you know, giving talks and things. But I don't really call myself an apologist because I don't know how to do that. And, and I, it's not that I don't like being a, an apologist. I, I, it's, I don't know the arguments that one can use. I did hear a lot of arguments. Some of them helped me, but they didn't get me all the way. And, and I think some, 
someone like your dad may have been in the same yeah. position. And I just I just thank God every day that he had mercy on me yeah. and, and came to me and brought me over because I'm not sure I would have been able to do it just by rational thinking. So, and listen, what yeah. about your family? Uh, yeah. what, what happened when you disclosed that? I mean, were you married? Did you have kids? Yes. Um, I, I am, I was, and I am, uh, and, uh, my wife is a Methodist as I am. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that's a very long story how all that developed. Sure. I don't think we have time, but, um, you know, I have helped people come to faith, uh, including my wife. Uh, and, uh, on the other hand, not everyone in my family believes, uh, I have, I have, five kids. One is a believer. Uh, the others are not quite clear what they think. So, you know, it's that generational thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, how, how does one go about dealing with someone in the family who, especially if they're using science as a reason to reject faith, that is my target audience for this book. Those are the people who should read the book the first several chapters are all about science and, and how it does not contrast but complements the idea of Christian faith. And uh, those are the people I'm trying to reach. That's fabulous. Sai, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Uh, fantastic to hear your story. Thank it's you for your time this afternoon. Yeah. Sai Gart. Thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, the book is called The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Also, uh, in this month's edition of Christianity Today, uh, Sai's got his testimony. I assume science had all the answers. Then I started asking inconvenient questions. Sai Garth, mm-hmm. G-A-R-T-H. No, G-A-R-T-E. Oh, sorry. G-A-R-T-E. No, G-A-R. Sai <laughs> <Cy> Garth. <laughs> In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food or give online at wordfm.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. For details, visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. From CBN Films comes I Am Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, taken from his home into slavery, then a miraculous escape only to be called back it was not my grace but god that i might come to the irish nations to preach the gospel witness the journey from man to saint i am patrick 
In select theaters for two days only, March 17th and 18th. For theaters and tickets, go to IamPatrick.com. This is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help your house feel more like a home with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates have dropped so much that many Americans can reduce their rate. You may be able to save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. Call us at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. JND Waterproofing. Family owned and operated since 1939. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com. iHeart, tune in, and on radio Radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a shower and spots late, low tonight, 42. Passing morning shower tomorrow, otherwise mostly cloudy, high tomorrow, 50. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 33. Wednesday, increasing cloudiness and milder. High Wednesday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. We are, of course, in uncharted territory, are we not? I mean, everything's new. It feels as though you turn around and, and there's another update, another closing uh, another piece of information that is vital for your day-to-day survival. And uh, we're, you know, we're trying to have fun here, but at the same time, not make light of a dire situation because we know people are going to get sick. Of course, people are going to uh, pass away. We've had conversations amongst ourselves. What does this look like if one of us mm-hmm. gets sick? And then We've got how a does plan, the show people. operate? We do. So as uh, you are praying, uh, we are praying for you as well. We would certainly cover your prayers with us because uh, you're part of our radio family. And uh, uh, we've been with you for a long time. And so just uh, our prayers are with all of us uh, that we move forward. And uh, this uh, tragedy does not affect us. And and our lives are are moving forward with Christ in the middle. But even with that, we don't want to be fearful. Yeah. And our plan is, in case you're wondering, that we're going to come in and do the show no matter what. Um, In case one of us gets sick, we're going to do the show from home. Mm -hmm. And should we become prohibitively ill and are not able to do the show that's just going to be what happens but the three of us are committed to uh, be in here john and i together very closely the social distance is really not working not, out not six feet but mike has quarantined himself into his studio alone mike please show us yeah. yourself very yeah. nice uh, so it's behind like there's a big piece of it's double pane glass Big pieces of glass. Yeah, Mike is like the safest person in all of Pittsburgh right now. There's a big, thick, heavy door there. Uh, No one's getting in. No one's getting out. Doesn't it make you want to just throw like a piece of pizza in there uncovered or something? Something. Just to mess with his like perfect environment. He's got a gigantic Clorox thing and a huge container of uh, Lysol. Yeah, whatever. 
You okay. are prepared. Nice. Prepared. Good job, Mike. Good stuff. So yesterday was a first for a lot of us. It was either church closure for you, it was maybe watching your church service streamed online, or maybe it was being one of the few people who decided they wanted to actually worship in public with other people. And so we're going to open up our phone lines because we want to hear what yesterday's church experience was like for you. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Also, you can weigh in on Facebook. We're streaming live. You can watch the show happen. I'd be happy to get back to you based on whatever your comments are, and we could talk to you like via we'd read your comment and then we talk about it on the air. Yeah. Um, but we'd love to hear your voice. So 800-320-8255. What was your church experience like yesterday? Were you there? Did you live stream? Did you perhaps like virtually attend somebody else's church? And what do you think this is going to be like going forward? Right. Okay. So uh, to be honest, I-, I was shocked. I really, and I'm still shocked in a state of shock to think that church is canceled. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Church is canceled. Right. Church shouldn't be canceled, right? Church should never be canceled. Church is canceled. What? So In the state of Pennsylvania, church is canceled. My church said we're going to cancel church, but before we cancel church, we'll do one last Sunday. So uh, I love church. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to show up at church. Yeah. So um, what was it like for you yesterday? It so was, your church met. Yeah. My church met. Usually there's, you know, 300 or so, 350 people on a Sunday. Yesterday, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be really crowded. I thought we were going to, there were maybe 65 people or so at our church. And um, it was very prayerful. Music was terrific. Pastor is a fabulous pastor. And I felt a, a strong sense of calling and, and great Christ-like in, in the community there. But I also kind of was brokenhearted. Like it was leaving leaving everyone. I thought, I, I don't know when I'm going to see everybody again. Mm-hmm. So, right. Were you glad that your church met yesterday? Oh, I was thrilled. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although I felt a little bit guilty and somewhat anxious. Uh, you know, the the sanctuary is big enough that there was plenty of room. So there was no sort of like, you know, fear of social distancing, crowding or anything like that. But yeah, of course, you know, I don't. But with the regulations that came down today from the fine. mayor, your church now is not going to be meeting. No. Church is over. So, now so we're going to live stream. Okay. You, okay. And how will you feel about that? <clears throat> Okay, I guess. Look, I you know I grew up you know as a as a Catholic, and so uh, place to me I'm not you know I'm not Catholic now, but th- there is something about um, uh, holiness, like a, a holy space, mm-hmm. which I ascribe to where I where I am on a Sunday morning. I feel that I it's kind of necessary for me to to have that. Not to say that God's not of course everywhere, God is with us. But I, I do appreciate the yeah. sacredness of a cathedral or, you know, that gathering that's with me. To turn on my laptop and to, to sit and watch it. It's not going to be the same. Not in any sense. Okay. How about you? All right. Well, it's a little different for me because I'm on staff at a church. Yeah. And um, so I'm one of those people on the inside track of how decisions are made and how how we decide to go forward. Um, I really appreciated being there yesterday with people. I really did. I think perhaps because we recognized how perilous it was. You know, we thought, well, this might not we might not be together for a while. I think perhaps that was why it was it was especially meaningful. 
Okay. I don't know, but we'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255. What was it like for you yesterday at church? Yeah, what did you think of church? And uh, are you streaming? Are you going to you know, continue to stream? Uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, we're going to stream for so long, people are not going to go back to regular church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all going to be you know, streaming church. I've heard church. that fear also. Okay, 800-320-8255. Let's go to the phones and speak with Catherine. Hey, Catherine, thanks for joining Kath and I. Um, what was your church experience Hi. yesterday? Well, our our church sadly had to make the same decisions as many churches um, around our county, and uh, we respect that we're a larger church, about over 250, so we understood that. Um, But we came up with a creative idea, because we were really grateful that um, President Trump declared it a National Day of Prayer, if you didn't know that, yesterday. And um, we we decided to pray around our neighborhood. We did a prayer walk. That was the first thing we did. And then we just kind of prayed protection over our neighborhood, and we just felt, you know, checking on the neighbors. But um, we also had friends that go to the same church as us across the street, and we felt, why don't we meet together? And so it, it was really awesome. We got to go across the street, and we prayed together. We prayed for our country. That's good. We had a little service together, and um, it was a blessing because it just felt like even a closer community in that regard. Okay. Okay, I like that a lot. That's, That's really, really good. I love so, that story. So, so, Catherine, will your church, uh, are they going to stream services, or you're just sort of like, as you did yesterday, left to your own devices? No, they're, they're streaming as well. They're, they're going to be streaming. Um, they're they're going to have like a mini ser- sermon um, that you can watch. It's not going to be like streaming, streaming, but like it's going to be based, since our church is completely closed, then it's going to be more like devotional videos I see. Okay. Um, of the pastor with the continuing sermon series that he has. And it was perfect because his sermon was on trust the Lord with all your heart. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> it was perfect timing. Excellent, so, Catherine. yeah, it was good. Really okay. Good. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, I wonder about this. What, what about if the church would meet outside? Mm. With, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do a service outside. Yeah, but no, but you still can't. Oh, that's meet. right. You still can't yeah, right, meet in right. large groups. Okay, eight hundred three two zero. You could have a small service outside. Right in your backyard. Uh-huh. So give if us the a call. eleventh person comes. Yeah, we're we're done. Please leave, sir. You're messing up the mojo. 800-320-8255. What did your church do yesterday? What did you think of it? Uh, Dorothy, you're with Kath and myself. Thanks for being with uh, us. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, I'm. Uh, quite available to give you a little story about what happened in 84 RD yesterday. Tell us. Uh, It's a country church. Uh, We normally might have 100 people or a lot of children, uh, but we're a scattered congregation. They come from Morgantown, Bethel Park, Washington, Cannonsburg. It's a Presbyterian PCA uh, church, and uh, our pastor is phenomenal, and he goes through a book of the Bible at a time, and uh, right now we were uh, able to have service yesterday, but we did not have any Sunday school. We did not have communion. We did not have refreshments. Any time that anybody could pass something or touch something, that was eliminated. And the pew that I'm normally in is about the fifth one back, and normally there's four of us there. And so two women and two men, so we separated. Okay. <laughs> And that way, and uh, so it was beautiful. And what the sermon topic was, of course, the the plagues uh, when the, um, the 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 Israelites were trying to uh, move on, you know. And yeah. so uh, it was uh, very pertinent, really. Good. And the 
the pastor talked about darkness and light, you know, and what happens in darkness and and uh, what happens when you get the light of the Lord in your life. So, uh, and so, Dorothy, w- w- next week, um, as though we're, we're told by the government not to gather, will your church uh, live stream a service? Do you know what you're going to do? Well, I don't know for sure, but uh, I do know we have a website, and we can always go, you know, to that, you know, after the fact, you know, and and where it's the service for the day is, is up on our website. I see. So, Very good. All right. Well, Dorothy, thanks for calling. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you be well. Peace be with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. 800-320-8255. Uh, Julieta, uh, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Hello? Good. Thank you. Hello. Good. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Tell us about yesterday for you. I mean, we had church. What I don't understand about the Christians, I mean, Psalms 91 talks about how these things are going to happen, but they're not going to come nigh our dwelling. So where are the true Christians? Where is the faith of the Christians? And we know Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people, that's us, mm-hmm. which are called by my name, will humble themselves and turn from our wicked ways, then will God hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sin, and he'll heal our land. It has to start with the body of believers. But where's the faith of the believers? Are we standing on the Word, or are we standing on all the chaos that is going on in the um, country right now? Okay, I appreciate that. I mean, the call for repentance is clear. Sure it is. It's absolutely appropriate. The call to prayer is clear and appropriate. I say yes to both. Uh, I'm into that. 800-320-8255-800-320-8255. What did you do for church yesterday? How did, did you it like feel? it? Yeah, did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah. And uh, what about moving forward? Steve, hey, you're with us uh, today. Uh, what are your thoughts, please? Yeah, my thoughts are, um, you know, I think we need church more right now than, than we've really needed in the past. I mean, we need it. We need it um, completely. But, you know, when things go bad, that's when you need your uh, church family to, sure to mm-hmm. be together. I right. agree. Yeah. You know, our church, our church all met yesterday. And uh, now, you know, we, we have a small, you know, probably top uh, is probably 75 people in our little church. Okay. Uh, but we still probably had 50 or so. Excellent. Um, yet. And, um, you know, our church is going to continue. Oh, he's breaking up. Sorry, Steve, you're breaking up. We need to step away anyway. Uh, Listen, uh, join us. What was your church experience like yesterday? 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Step away for just a minute, and uh, your phone calls are welcome. Back in a few minutes. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. And now we come to the end, and God is summing up this book that deals with the doom of the devil, the destiny of the dead, and deals with the triumph of the Lamb. As the days grow gloriously dark, join Adrian Rogers for the dramatic conclusion of the Triumph of the Lamb series this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. 
That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. Demand the yellow van. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you. Every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. Oh, brave new world that we live in. Okay, yesterday, it might be our last time that we meet for a long time. Maybe until, what, July, the president said that? Yeah, I mean, you meet as churches, not as the three of us. Oh, the three of us, we're together every day. (laughs) We're going to be together no matter what. We're going down with the ship. If the ship is going down, the three of us are there, my friend. We salute you. That's right. If you get it. The chances oh. of me not getting it are pretty slim. Are, I mean, we're going to get it. We right. might as well just. Yeah. Maybe we should consider at this point picking one of our homes. And just like if we get it, then we both go to that home and the rest of our families who are well go to the other house. I, I, I'll say Can to my wife, hey, honey, I'll see you. I'll see you in August. I'm going to Cass <laughs> and hanging just out. Just so you know, Eric Emmons goes to bed very early and gets up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very so, early as well. That's just that's just beyond me. Let's go to the phones, 800-320-8255. What was church like yesterday? Hey, Nance, thanks for hanging in there. Uh, tell us. Well, our church decided, unfortunately, not to have service. Okay. okay. And um, I kind of, I didn't agree, but I'm not the person in charge of making decisions for big people. Right. So, I get you it. know, yeah, I sure. went right. along with it. But I just felt like, and they had like a, a conference call, because we don't have, we're a small church. We're like under 50 people, I yeah. mean, even when everybody comes. Mm-hmm. And and um, we don't really have a setup, you know, for a video conference. Sure. But we do have a conference call line. So they had a conference call line church. Okay. Hmm. So you could listen I in? Just, yeah, you could listen in. But I, I just 
I need it. I want it, and I need it more. Mm. So since I sing in the choir, and I never can go to another church, I went and heard uh, Pastor Glaze yesterday. Oh, Fabulous. our good friend Bill, isn't he terrific? And got a um. I, when I when I left out of there, I was on a cloud. I got <laughs> an uplifting, you know, move, move, because go we're Bill. the church. Yeah, yeah we need People church. People look at us. Yeah. And they say, are we doing something different than the world? Right. You know, we're supposed to have faith in God through things. And, I mean, there may come a time, and he even said in church, there may come a time when he won't have church. Which is Sunday because he's not going to be able to have church. Which made for him, yeah. not because he made that decision. Right. That's right. And I just, I just feel that people are looking at us. They and sure they want to sure. see how we react in a tragedy. Yeah, well, we're going to have to react uh, the very best we can to honor Jesus. And but to, we can't gather anymore. But we can't gather anymore because this we also have to follow the regulations of our of uh, authorities, and that includes our friend Bill right. and Bethany Baptist. Hey, so, we got to step away again. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate your phone calls. People are still hanging on. And are people they- are weighing in on Facebook. If you want to watch the show, we're streaming live at 101.5 FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Be right back. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. When the original Mattress Factory opened nearly 30 years ago, there was no one like us in the industry. Our factory direct model and friendly, courteous sales approach enable us to build quality mattresses and box springs and offer them at prices that were hundreds less than the mainstream brands. This is Greg Trzynski, and we're proud to say that nearly three decades later, there is still no one like us. Where else can you find a locally hand-built product for hundreds less than any of the mainstream brands? Only at the original Mattress Factory. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Okay. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. We're talking about uh, what church was like yesterday in this uh, new age. So we different. Live in. It's so different. It sure is. Uh, this Gosh. next week, there is no church. Yeah, well, there's going to be church. It's going to, in a lot of places, it's going to be streamed. I've been hearing from people on Facebook who are saying their churches are too small. They don't have any tech capability, so they can't stream. Right. So they're just going to have to be apart from one another for however long. Right. we got time for one more phone call. Hey, Lise, thanks for hanging in there. What was your experience? Hi there. Um, I just was going to say that um, I had listened to a live stream church that wasn't ours on Saturday evening, and... Um, I was thankful for that and to be able to see other people um, worshiping at the same time. Good. And then our church was the first time like that they did a um, video recording. Um, they usually have an audio, but um, that was a little different. Uh, and I do miss going to church, but also to uh, remembering that like we are the church all together, mm-hmm. and that even though we can't be meeting together, we still have a lot of opportunity to be the body of Christ and, and finding ways to go out and reaching out to people that aren't coming into the church anyway. That's good. That's another good word. Yeah, Lisa, thanks, thanks an awful Lisa. lot for that. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to We're to, still the today. church, regardless of what our circumstances are. That's right. The yeah. church was the church in wartime. The church was the church in plague and persecution all over the world and every culture speaking every language. But still, it is shocking. It's really Next different. Sunday. It's super different. Not to assemble. I mean, yeah. So the church that I go to is, you know, big enough that there'll be a, a video stream, which I appreciate. So I'll be able right, to see my pastor. But that's not going to be the same. No, of course not. And for the people who are there producing the video stream, it's going to be really weird because they're going to be the only ones there. Right. I don't know. I wish the churches were like were at least open, that you could go inside of a church. I wonder if that's even. I, I just want to go sit inside of a church. I wonder, I bet I bet churches aren't open. I don't know. I mean, I, I just want to go. I could sit and pray. There'll be other people. I guess because they're afraid there's more than 10 people, right. they'll close the church. I don't know. God it's, help us. So churches, I know this. Church is not the physical space. No. Right? Mm-hmm. Church is us. So thank you, church family, for being with us today as we live stream. Uh, we are live streaming uh, online, mm-hmm. yeah, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. You can check us out there. And uh, Kath has been so good to be part of the conversation. <laughs> you calm down, Mike. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. You See guys. you back here tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.